0: Good morning, everyone. Welcome inside our well home studios, Bucko Talk. Dan Zhang, really glad to have you along. And uh, you can reach us on the Edgar Snyder and Associates fan text line if you so choose four one two nine two eight ninety three seventy. They remind you to text responsibly. Adam Berry, I texted you to get on the show, and your wife was so nice to uh, allow you to to get out of. a lot more important things uh, to, to do this. I appreciate it. What's on your honeydo list this morning?
1: Well, you know, Dan, I've been a little busy covering baseball for a change here, so we've got to get out to the hardware store while, the, uh, you know, while we can. Obviously, the weather has affected us just as much as it's been affecting the Pirates.
0: It has. Um, and uh, the weather didn't affect Luke Maley yesterday. Who knew that the first home run of the 2020 season would be hit by Luke Maley?
1: well, I don't know if we're counting the spring training homers or if we scrap that and we start with the summer camp homers or if we can't count the inner squad homers. I don't, truly, I don't know. I think I'm just going to start counting when the regular season starts and maybe we'll go from there. But it was nice to see baseball things happening at the ballpark. Luke Mayley got a hold of one and hit it, you know, into the bullpen where there would be visitor, you know, visiting pitchers warming up. You saw some nice defensive plays. Uh, You know, you saw really just some some nice things from Trevor Williams pitching. It was It was good to see baseball back at PNC Park, even if it was, you know, kind of as I wrote, a very unusual experience, uh, you know, with no fans and just sort of the unusual circumstances of a nurse squad game being the way that they have to get their work in right now.
0: It would also be nice if we saw Keone Kella at the ballpark in the Pirates' closer in the 2020 season, will we?
1: Unclear. Um, That's kind of one of the more complicated situations with the way MLB is handling these COVID-19 testing protocols is that, you know, they can't necessarily explain where everybody is. Um, you know, we haven't heard that it's a, an injury, although Derek Shelton has allowed for the fact there have been some minor injuries in camp. Um, we haven't heard that he's tested positive, but players have to give permission uh, to say that they tested positive, like um, Socrates Brito and Blake Cedarland did. Uh, we haven't heard that he's in contact tracing or anything like that. We know that everyone who was supposed to be in Pittsburgh is is in Pittsburgh, not necessarily in camp. It's the same situation with Cabrian Hayes. So uh, it's uncertain. Derek Sheldon said he wasn't worried about it. Um, So that would seem to give uh, some reason for optimism. But, you know, it's going to be one of those things where you can't necessarily feel confident until you see him on the field getting ready uh, in a way that indicates that he'll be prepared to start the the regular season in in less than two weeks now. So, uh, you know, that's kind of one of the situations to follow. But just given the uncertainty and kind of the irregularity of, the way that we have to cover, uh, you know, this, this particular camp. You know, we're not in the clubhouse or anything like that. Uh, there's a lot of uncertainty, and we're basically just showing up every day waiting for him to take the field. So, um, you know, the Pirates don't sound too concerned, but it's definitely something to watch until he does show
0: up. Adam Berry, Pirates.com, uh, beat writer uh, for the ball club. What do you uh, have as far as opting out? Is that something that has been made clear? Is that still in play? Um as it pertains to to that angle of Kelo's absence?
1: No, there hasn't been any indication that he's considering that. I mean, the only person that we've heard has elected not to play this season was Hector Noessi. Um, Sheldon has said otherwise that, you know, they didn't have anybody who was planning to opt out, Um, you know, and Noessi basically showed up for a couple of days, worked out, apparently talked with his family and decided he wasn't comfortable doing it. But we haven't heard about anyone else. Um, who seems to be even you know, leaning toward opting out? You know, the guys who we were uh, thinking would have the most uh, reason to were Brian Reynolds and Nick Birdie because their wives are pregnant and therefore, you know, likely to be higher risk. And, you know, they might not want to be, might not want to be away or have to be quarantined when their wives, uh, you know, are going through uh, everything that goes along with that doctor's visits. Uh, they said, both of them said that they had no second thoughts about playing this season. So, you know, for all we know, every everybody who is still here is intending to play.
0: Let's deal in a worst-case scenario for a conversation's sake. If uh, Kella doesn't show up, or if uh, something is going on or amiss with the uh, the, the Pirates' closer, uh, who takes that ball in the ninth inning? Nick Birdie, by all accounts, has looked really good. Would he be first on the on the uh, the depth chart there, or would would it be somebody else?
1: I don't necessarily know if he'd be first. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Nick Birdie, and I think I've written this, is the closer by the end of the season, you know, whether Keller is traded or something along those lines, or, you know, they're just preparing for the future. I think Birdie has that kind of stuff for sure. You know, the fastball yesterday was 97-98 in an empty ballpark facing his teammates two weeks before opening day. This stuff is insane. Uh, I would think that Kyle Crick, based on experience, might be the next man up sort of in the closer role, but... You know, I think he might be a little bit behind at this point. We haven't seen him face hitters. We have seen him in the bullpen, so that would seem to be indicating that he's moving along and he's making progress, but uh, Derek Sheldon said the other day that he hadn't thrown live BP, and we still haven't seen him face hitters, at least when we've been in the ballpark. So, you know, if not correct, then maybe you go to Richard Rodriguez just based on his experience in the majors. You know, he doesn't have necessarily closer stuff, and he struggled with home runs last year, but when he was on, especially towards, you know, the second half of the season, he was good, and... You know, beyond yeah. that, you know, a guy like Michael Feliz, that's not the person that you probably have a ton of confidence in that role. So it really kind of does stress how fragile all of this stuff is. You know, if one guy is gone, then it, the domino effect really does have a dramatic impact on the team. And it's another area where they were hurt by Edgar Santana's suspension because that maybe you wouldn't trust him as the closer, but he was a guy based on his track record that you trust as a late inning setup man. And now they're, now they're without him as
0: well. You took the words right out of my mouth. Uh, We haven't made as big a deal as we probably should about that 80-game suspension, if not for the the reasons that we just mentioned uh, for depth, but also uh, you would tend to think, Adam Berry is with us, Pirates beat writer, that relievers have been as valuable as they've ever been in their history, when we're talking about a 60-game sprint, if you want to mix and match and, and uh, you know, do the multi-inning thing and, and 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 put your foot on the gas pedal, um, bullpens are a, a, at an all-time premium at this point in time, aren't they, Adam?
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. And I think, you know, the more depth you have back there, the more quality depth you have, not just bodies that you can throw at innings. You know, the more guys you can trust to get out, the better. Because, you know, I, I think the Pirates are in a pretty good place as far as how they're their top starters are stretched out. Like I think Joe Musgrove can throw. We'll be able to throw six or seven on opening day. I think Trevor Williams will be able to throw six or seven. The first, you know, on opening day the first time through the rotation, Derek Holland should be able to go pretty deep in the game right away. But Mitch Keller, I think, was throwing three innings in his live VP or sim game. Maybe he'll be closer to five by the time opening day comes around. Otherwise, they're talking about these you know tandem starters and piggyback guys to fill out you know the back of the rotation, the last spot essentially, and. You know, there's no guarantee all of that works. There's no guarantee these guys, having not thrown deep into games and not having the normal period to ramp up, are ready to go deep. So you need quality relievers if, in the event that you do have a lead in the fifth or sixth inning who can get you through the rest of the game. And, you know, there was reason to hope, I think, with Kella, a healthy Crick, you know, healthy and prepared Crick, Santana, Rodriguez, Birdie, maybe Feliz, that there was enough bodies to kind of get you through that Every day, you know, if some guys weren't available even. But now, you know, you do have questions about that given Keller's absence, you know, Crick being a little behind, Santana being suspended. So, you know, every every good reliever helps, and they seem to be down a couple good relievers.
0: Musgrove, Williams, Keller, Holland, your first four, and then Derek Shelton said it could be a combination of Cool and Brault in a piggyback situation. That's what we've got for a rotation, yes?
1: Yeah, um, there are possibly other tandem starter candidates in there I asked the other day about Chris Stratton being one of those guys because it stood out to me that he was basically doing the same workload as Stephen Brault the other day during their sim game and Sheldon kind of you know laughed about it and said nice of me to sneak that question in there and said essentially yes Chris Stratton is one of the other guys they're considering so there could be more I don't know if it's Robbie Erlin, who's a guy who's started in relief in the past he started uh, one half of the the inter-squad game yesterday so that seems to be what we're looking at. My instinct says, yes, Musgrove-Williams, Holland-Keller, some combination of Brault and Cool, and maybe Stratton is kind of the other swing man who, you know, if somebody isn't totally ready to go, maybe he can back up and, and eat up some innings or something like that. But uh, my instinct says, yeah, Brault and Cool are going to lay claim to that fifth spot in the rotation together. And then maybe as the season goes on and the roster starts to shrink down to 28th and 26, one of them steps up and claims a spot of their own.
0: Speaking of cool, he hasn't pitched in two years, but by all accounts, a good breaking ball that he's developed uh, over those last couple of seasons.
1: Yeah, I think he's a guy who's always had the tools, but they've been different tools at different times of his career. You know, he came up as a sinker-slider guy, kind of that traditional old Pirates, you know, pitch the contact, get the ball down in the zone guy. Uh, you know, and he was a, about a league-average starter with, with those weapons in 2016 and a little bit of 17. Then he came back and he was throwing... 100 miles an hour with the fastball, and he had a curveball all of a sudden. And, you know, now he's more of a modern type pitcher where he's that high fastball, curveball, you know, tunneling off of that. And now he can kind of choose what he wants to be because he does have all those tools in the toolbox. You know, he can throw the fastball. He can still get the sinker down, the slider, and the curveball as well. Uh You know, and he has a changeup as well that's probably probably down down in his arsenal as far as priority goes. He just needs to figure out what he can do and what he's capable of doing physically and what works the best off of that. And, frankly, that's the kind of guy that you feel better about now that he's in the hands of Oscar Oscar Marine, the new pitching coach, because you feel like Oscar and Justin Message, the bullpen coach, are going to be able to use technology and the data at their hands to figure out what does work best and how they can improve that, rather than just saying, you know, go out there and throw the sinker or throw the fastball really hard and see what happens. So, Cool seems to be in a good place. He's really confident, and everybody... Uh, is very high on cool and frankly that tandem starter thing probably seems to be the best way to use him because it allows him to work you know a couple of innings but it also kind of limits the workload as a guy coming back from Tommy John surgery uh, and then they can see what they have in him this year to determine what his role is going forward in 2021.
0: Adam Berry latest on spring training 2.0 Pirates beat writer our guest here on Bucko Talk will we see Brian Hayes at the major league level at first he has to to get here and report uh, but of the 60 games how many do you think he plays?
1: Yeah, I might have had a different answer if we'd seen him, you know, this, enti- this entire time in camp so far. I-, I think he's up at some point this year. You know, I think he might have been up in June or so of of the regular season if such a thing had existed. So maybe you see him in late August or something along those lines. Uh, you know, that might be the best situation for him now if he's missed some development time and missed some preparation time, you know, so we can see some live pitching in an Altoona camp or whatever. But right now heading into it, they seem pretty set on Colin Moran as the starting third baseman not necessarily every day because they'll get some dh and first base time but you know they, they have colin moran and i think they want to give that a shot to to see if he can put some of the changes that he made over this uh you know quarantine period into play they're really happy with the work that he did but brian hayes is pretty clearly the third baseman of the future and really just given how weird this season's going to be and the fact that he's not going to be able to get high level at bats anywhere else i think they pretty much have to play him at some point this year so You know, why not end of August heading into September or something along those lines?
0: Yeah, if not to save some runs uh, at third base as well, which also brings me to the question, uh, why would Jose Osuna Osuna, uh, uh, be more of a DH than Josh Bell, and uh, why not put the better defender uh, Osuna at first base for the lion's share of the season?
1: Yeah, I don't necessarily think Osuna is going to be the DH. I think I wrote that the other day, that he is, you know, the Pirates will not have a single DH, but he stands to benefit more than most from having the extra at-bats in the lineup because you're right. You can put Bell at the DH, and then you can slide Ozuna into there. You know, you can put uh, Ozuna at third base, move Moran, who is a worse defender even at third base, over to first base and DH Bell. Or you can DH Moran, or you can DH Gregory Polanco and run Osuna out to right field. So I don't think you're going to see Osuna strictly as the DH, but I do think he'll get a decent number of at-bats, and it makes sense for him to get – at-bats at at 1st base because, I mean, we saw yesterday he made a great diving play right down the first base line that I don't think Josh Bell makes. Um, you know, he looks really good at first base. He's a natural first baseman. So it makes sense for that. But, you know, part of the reason you don't just DH Bell every day is because, frankly, he doesn't want to. And you do have to keep Bell happy because he's, you know, your best player. He's one of your clubhouse leaders. You can't just say, nope, you're a DH now, even though he's put in all this work to be a competent first baseman. And, you know, Bell's look fine over there as well. The throwing's still going to be an issue, but he feels more comfortable with that
0: kind of lower arm
1: slot um so I, I think you'll see just a lot of mixing and matching there won't be one dh but osuna will be involved probably more than most
0: let's get a uh, farm report here brought to you by living treasures take a walk on the wild side at living treasures animal park in donegal with uh, adam Berry, pirates beat writer of the prospects or someone that holds prospect status on this uh, roster or the 60 man uh outside of key brian hayes who are you most excited to see and who could be uh, somebody that uh, that surprises some folks this year, Adam?
1: Well, that's a good question. Um, I mean, Keller's technically still a prospect on our list, but we're not going to count him. We talk about him a lot. There's Hayes. I don't think you're going to see O'Neill Cruz this year. He's over in Altoona. Um, I think they probably just want to make sure he gets consistent work. Well, let's just go back to Blake Cedarland. You know, currently he's out because he is, uh, you know, quarantining and isolating with uh, after testing positive for COVID 19 and giving the team permission to, to say that. But I think, you know, as long as he's able to get healthy and, you know, get back to work, that he's a guy who we always thought in spring training was going to make an impact on this team. The stuff was great. The attitude's great. You know, the confidence is there. And the Pirates, like we said earlier, have a need in the bullpen. So, you know, I think Blake Cederland does provide some hope that they will be able to develop relievers going forward. Uh, you know, Cedarland and Nick Mears is another guy who maybe not, maybe, maybe not in the bullpen this year, but next year and going forward, you're going to see those guys you know maybe be the first quality relievers they've developed in tandem since i don't know tony watson and jared hughes and that would go a long way towards giving them something to build around out there so i, I would say you know provided you know, god willing he's healthy and able to get on the field that blake cedar Lynn is a guy to watch uh, potentially soon this year
0: final thing for adam berry covid numbers uh, for major league baseball coming out was a 0.07 percent i think it was and um Uh, By all accounts, those are pretty positive uh, numbers in the standpoint of being able to mitigate this thing and everything that the the league has had to undertake. Sounds like this whole deal at this juncture, Adam, is sustainable.
1: Yeah, I mean, the the camp part of this has been. I I think guys have been really good about following the rules um, that are in place to mitigate this. You know, there was a lot of concern about the the testing delays that took place, obviously, but, you know, you saw a team even like, I think it was the A's or the Nationals that put pushed put their work out back. You know, when they got the results back, everybody was negative, and they were able to take the field primarily due to the measures that they were taking not only at the ballpark but away from the field to, you know, mitigate the spread of COVID-19, which they still have to do. And this is going to be the tough part, I think. They will have to do the entire time that they are involved in this season. that's going to be tough when you start traveling. You know, when you're out on the road and you want to go get breakfast and you have to put a mask on and stay socially distanced, you know, when you have a day game and then you can go out to dinner, what are you going to do? So, you know, this is probably the easy part now while guys are relatively quarantined in camp. It's going to be a little bit tougher when the season starts. They start coming into contact with more people They start traveling. So it is encouraging to see the numbers that are out so far. But, you know, I feel like there still just has to be a lot of vigilance as far as making sure we don't, uh, keep spreading this thing because we have to get it under control however we can
0: all right adam thanks for the expertise my friend and uh w- what hardware store are you going to and what's on the shopping list i don't know we'll figure it out very good <laughs> building a basketball hoop in the backyard i see
1: of course of course
0: adam dot com, beat writer good stuff thank you sir see you then all right there he is uh Adam Barry on the uh, workers' compensation law firm of Holland Capetus, Fan Hotline. Stay with us. We'll be back.